0: Hey guys, Elle here, and welcome to the Virgin Yogi Podcast. Today, I will be talking about my journey through my practice, why I got started, how I got started and where I'm at today. Okay, let's just bring it back to the beginning. So those of you who do know me know that I was in a horrific accident back in December 2016. Um, I lost my parents. I was severely injured. And to say the least, it was one of the hardest times of my life. And it wasn't until about Six months after this accident that I thought, okay, I, I need to do something. There's anxiety, you know, there's PTSD. Like, what can I do that's going to calm my mind? A good friend of mine, Amber Hendrickson, bless her soul, love her dearly, said, maybe you should come try yoga. And in my head, I was like, yoga is literally the most boring thing of my entire life You won't catch me dead at a yoga studio. Granted, I had gone to studios maybe who weren't the best before. And obviously, I will not name those. I never will name those. But nonetheless, getting me to go to this yoga class was like pulling teeth. However, Amber did manage to get me to sign up for this yoga class. And I walked into the studio, laid down my mat and that is when I met Sigrid. If any of you know Sigrid, you immediately think of this crazy, spunky, funky, outgoing, curly-haired blonde lady. Her name is just about as distinct as her character, and she has A very interesting way of getting you to do nearly everything that you don't want to do. It's like she's made of magic. But Sigrid got me to do things I thought I would never, ever be able to do again after my accident. And I idolized her. I fell in love with her. She believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And I felt like no one else believed in me either. After that first class, I was hooked and I immediately booked for my second class with Sigrid and I was like, why in the world have I not been doing this? yoga. Who told me yoga was boring? Why, why did I think that it was boring? Why Why haven't I been going? And all of these thoughts just kept flooding my mind and flooding my mind. And I remember like every night that I went to bed, I thought, oh man, I, I can't wait to see Secret again. I can't wait to go to yoga. It was that one thing that brought me peace when no one or nothing else in the world could. So two days later, I had my second class with Secret. I walked into the studio, like routine, laid down my mat. And she looked at me and said, it's just me and you. I was mortified. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't touch touch my toes. I I can't do the splits. I can't do 24 backflips. I can't do an inversion. I can't do a handstand. Like, what is she going to think? what is she going to think of me? Eliana Vasquez, I, I don't know anything about yoga. And I started to panic. But as Secret does, she makes you feel comfortable. And she believes in you. Next thing I know, we're halfway through our practice. And time had flew at this point. And she's standing up in front of me. And she has sheets of paper in her hand. She casually, and when I say casually, knowing Secret, you know that there's nothing ever done casually by Secret. She steps on the papers and stretches her leg out as far as she can, slides the papers all the way to the very top of my mat, and says, think about it. We continued the practice. I rolled up my mat, put my shoes on, put my coat on, glanced at the papers, and it read... 2018 200 hour yoga teacher training. I looked at her, I kind of laughed, and I was like, Why would you ever hand this to me? I can't even touch my toes. And she said, There's no physical test to become a yoga teacher. You know that, right? So I took the papers with me, I got in my car, and that whole night played out in slow motion. I thought to myself, maybe this is what I do. Maybe this is going to be my future. Maybe I, I need this. And then I would kind of laugh at myself and roll my eyes and be like, you're already doing too much. You know, you can't do anything else. You can't do this. You're not a yogi. You've gone twice. This kind of class is for those people who can do the handstands and can touch their toes and do all the really cool things. I mean, I'm in pain every time I touch my toes. How am I supposed to do this? But for kicks and giggles, I just decided to fill out the application. And I mean, at this point, what did I have to lose? I didn't really have anything to lose. I was in the moment engaged to someone and he was away in the military. And I was like, well, it's going to be a long six months. So I guess I better work on myself, right? I filled out the paperwork. I gave it to Sigrid. And she said, perfect. Here, these are all the books that you need, as she handed me a giant stack of books. And if you've done your yoga teacher training, you know just how thick and heavy those books are. They are not for the faint of heart, let me tell you. I swallowed hard, grabbed the books, immediately thinking to myself, what the hell did I just get myself into? Turned around, walked out the door, down the long hallway, and out to my car. The first day of yoga teacher training came two weeks later, and it was so scary. I was terrified, I didn't know any of these people. I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have nothing in common with these people, these people don't know me, I don't know them, this is gonna be the longest six months of my life, what am I going to do? So as you do in every you know, new environment, you introduce yourself, why you came here, how long you've been doing yoga, and you guys can just about imagine what my intro sounded like. Um, and then you kind of just dive right into the material. It's short, sweet intros. And then next thing you know, you're learning about the sutras. Each weekend passed and the months passed. And next thing you know, honestly, you graduate. You teach one class uh, to pass. You get the feedback. And it's a little scary. You kind of do feel like, um, am I really ready to teach now? I just remember everyone being together for the very last time and... Everybody was just so happy and chipper and everybody was talking about, I'm going to go teach here and I'm going to go teach there and I'm going to work for Secret and I can't wait to teach another country and teach wherever. And then there was me and I realized I didn't want to teach. For weeks after graduation, I was crushed. I was completely crushed. Like the kind of crushed, I don't even know how to explain how crushed I was about this situation. I was devastated. I imagined myself traveling the world and teaching yoga at resorts or teaching yoga in hostels or just in Hawaii teaching yoga. And I was like, well, now what i going to do, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to teach. And this is where the story gets kind of ironic I was talking to a good friend about it, Trevor Hendrickson. Yes, Amber Hendrickson's husband. And he said, I'll never forget this. He says, "L, maybe the training was for you. And maybe you were never meant to teach. And my world for a second came crashing down. He was utterly and completely right in what he had said. I mean, after this experience, I did learn so much about myself. I learned what I really wanted, who I really was, you know, where I wanted to be in my life, things that were important to me. And I also broke off my engagement. Yes, you heard that right. I broke off an engagement, but that's another story for another time that we can touch on later. So all my friends went on to teach at their studios and became lovely teachers. They still are all of them, each and every single one of them. And then there was me. I didn't go on to teach. I actually just moved across country. I once again, like I said, I, I really realized that I wasn't where I needed to be. And at that time, I just needed to be somewhere else. Packed up my little Forerunner. It's not very little to be honest, but I packed up my forerunner with everything that I owned and drove down to Arizona, started a new little life for myself, um, where I also didn't do yoga or teach yoga. I lived there for about eight to nine months, almost a year. And towards the end of my stay, I asked myself the question again, do I want to teach yoga? And I was feeling a little different. I was feeling a little optimistic. And I said, well, maybe just check it out. See if there's an opportunity out there that catches your eye. You know, even if you don't want to do it, it's good to practice and get in front of people and do something like that. So I went online to theyogatray.com. No, that's not sponsored or anything. It's honestly just what I used for other yogis out there looking to do the same thing as me. And I started just dropping my application everywhere, random places all over the world. I'm talking like Mallorca, I'm talking Italy, Spain, Greece, Norway, Ecuador, Colombia, all the places, all the places in the world. And I got two interviews back, one for Norway and one for Ecuador. And I said, okay, well, I've, I've been to Europe. This is going to sound so snobby. But I was like, I've been to Europe plenty of times. I've never been to South America. I want to try something new. And so I took the interview with Marco, bless his soul, Love ugh, one of the greatest men you'll ever meet. And he said, yeah, when do you want to come down? And I you guys don't even understand this. I was so incredibly nervous for this interview, probably the most nervous I've ever been for an interview in my entire life. And he just boop, pops right up on the Skype screen and is like, hey, when can you start? And I was like, you've gotta be kidding me. Like the universe is hilarious. So I gave him my dates and I said, well, I can start in about two months. So I gave him my dates pretty much spent a summer in Ecuador teaching people from all walks of life. I made the best friends. The students were just so pure. They wanted to learn. They were just craving what I had to say. And it was honestly one of the most, exp- I just can't even explain it, one of the most incredible times of my life. It was one of those things where, you know how teachers always say, I learn from my students. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. It's true. I learned a ton from my students, and I'll be forever grateful for that time. I spent the summer in Ecuador. I made my way back home, and I was eager to teach. And let's just go back for a second. Remember about two minutes ago, I was like, I don't want to teach. And after my experience in Ecuador, I thought to myself, How did I go a year without teaching? This is what I want to do. This is what I was made to do. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. This is my one love in life. I found my passion. I came home back to North Dakota and reached out to nearly every yoga studio hungry. And I mean hungry for a job. I was telling them I wanted to teach five to 10 classes a week. This is what I wanted. I'm willing to do workshops. I'm willing to hold retreats. I'm willing to do it all. You guys, I was that crazy yoga teacher. I was borderline crazy. I'm not even going to lie. I reached out to Sigrid, of course, first. And she said, we don't really have much space on the schedule. Um, I can try and get you on there. But how about you just try the sub list first? And the sub list is basically just if someone needs a class, you can put your name down, you sub the class at the studio, you get paid and move forward. So I was delighted. I was like, perfect. Like, this is just a way to get my foot into the door. I can't wait. Imagine the places I can go. And I was just so high on life. You guys, I was so high on life. It was another level. I'm just even getting all worked up thinking about it right now. Um and then one of the girls, Carrie, dear 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 friend of mine, opened up her own studio and reached out to me and said, "I imagine having you in my space. I want you here. What can I do?" And I pretty much just said, "I'm all yours." And within 2 weeks of being back from Ecuador, I had a full schedule. <laughs> I had a full schedule teaching at Carrie's studio. Um, subbing for Seagrid and I was loving it. I was loving every second of it and I'm still doing both as we speak. Now I've extended my teaching into teaching workshops and I'm absolutely loving that. I'm crazy about that. It's so much fun. It's so much joy. And if there's one thing I love to do, I love to educate about the practice. I think a lot of us come into yoga looking around like, what is going on? I have no idea what this is about, but I want to take that fear away and just give you knowledge and letting you know, you know, why this posture makes you feel this way and how you can help, you know, conquer fears, A, B, and C, and so on. So where am I today? Well, today I'm at my desk recording this podcast. Um, but I am still working for Carrie. I do have a couple classes now that I am teaching for Secret. Like I said, working on those workshops still and starting a podcast. So I decided to start this podcast for those of you who were like me two years ago, the ones who were scared or needed some kind of outlet, needed something and couldn't find anything or just didn't believe in themselves. This podcast is for you. There are no requirements to be here. You don't have to be able to touch your toes or do handstands or four front flips followed by six back flips. And you don't even have to believe in yourself. Just know that someone out there does believe in you and I believe in you.